1: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Every summer, Cal OSHA releases data on the top violations from the year prior. Find out how many agricultural citations were issued after this.
5: At Corteva AgriScience, we believe farmers are strong, resilient, and capable of great change. You give your land purpose. You manage it, protect it, keep it sustainable. You help humanity keep growing. Together, we can show this world what we can make of it. We'll help you get the most out of every acre. We'll help protect your crops from pests and weeds. We'll help you capture the insights that will make next year even better. Corteva Agriscience is a US-based company whose sole focus is agriculture. And we're here to transform the future of farming. With advancements in seed, crop protection, and digital agriculture to support the next generation of farming for the next generation of farmers. Learn more at Corteva.us.
4: California Division of Occupational Safety and Health collected data from October 2017 through September 2018 and from that it compiled 10 of the most commonly cited violations specific to the agriculture industry. AgSafe President and CEO Amy Wolf talks the numbers. To make
2: the
6: top 10 list, we're talking about the total number of citations issued, not the total dollar amount, although there is some instances, some direct correlation there. In that October of 17 to September of 18, Cal OSHA issued 345 citations to agricultural employers for a total of $1,154,682 in fine, which Breaks out to about almost $3,500 a pop when it came to where we as an industry were failing to uh, comply with occupational safety and health laws.
4: I'm Danielle Leal, Agnet West, Radio Network.
0: In today's Farm and Ranch headlines from Agnet West, lawmakers recently heard from several industry members about why the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement needs to be ratified quickly. More after
5: this. At Corteva Agriscience, we believe farmers are strong, resilient, and capable of great change. You give your land purpose, you manage it, protect it, keep it sustainable you help humanity keep growing together we can show this world what we can make of it we'll help you get the most out of every acre we'll help protect your crops from pests and weeds we'll help you capture the insights that will make next year even better corteva agriscience is a us-based company whose sole focus is agriculture and we're here to transform the future of farming with advancements in seed crop protection, and digital agriculture to support the next generation of farming for the next generation of farmers. Learn more at Corteva.us.
0: President and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, Tom Vilsack, testified before the Senate Finance Committee expressing to lawmakers the importance of the U.S. MCA to the
4: dairy industry. It preserves our duty-free access to our number one market, Mexico. It increases market access to our Canadian market that has been limited for far too long by increasing our trade quotas in cheese, skim milk powder, whey, butter, and other dairy products. It removes and reforms key trade-distorting Canadian pricing policies, repealing Class 6 and 7 pricing policies, and imposing more trade-friendly discipline on the Canadian supply management system. It establishes strong sanitary and phytosanitary provisions that will protect food safety, helping to avoid unscientific barriers to exports.
0: I'm Brian German for AgNet West Radio Network. Hey Ryan, do you have any beer in the fridge?
7: Nah, I thought you got some.
0: Oh, the game starts in five minutes.
7: And you drank the last beer at midnight on Friday.
0: I wish there was a place that delivered beer.
5: Yes! I'm Captain Crafted. I'm here to bring you beer. That's Captain. C-R-A-F-T. Apostrophe D. Why? Because there's no E, just a D. As in Deliver. Because Captain Crafted delivers.
4: That's right, the Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for business with great prices and deliveries of your favorite beer. Wine, spirits, water, ice, and mixers. Did I mention their great prices? That's C-R-A-F-T-D. B-E-E-R store.com or Fred Crafted Beer Store on Facebook.com Make it easy. Google Redlands Beer Delivery. Look for Crafted Beer. Crafted Beer
5: Store in Redlands is now open for beersness. And I'm here to deliver.
4: Tune in to radio's newest show. Your job depends on it. It's the Ken Coleman Show. Right here daily at 10 a.m. on KCAA. Express 106.5 FM.
1: K-C-A-A.
6: I'm Aaron Brinker.
8: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. So I went to grab the headphones to pop on my head when that music started. And there were no headphones in the studio. So I had to quickly run, go get some. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's like, I,
8: Who ate the headphones e- last night?
6: Exactly. Exa- what the, What are they doing? So I, I grabbed a set and ran back in really quickly. So. Ah, never a dull moment here at KCAA. <laughs> so, how are you this morning, Todd?
8: I am here. I am awake. I am ready
6: to roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, of course, <laughs> do not sound convincing? <laughs> no, not not even a little bit. It's like I really okay, am. you keep I really telling am. yourself that. I really am. Yeah. You know, positive self speak. There you go. Self-speak. And part of being alive, a awake, alive alert awake and enthusiastic is telling yourself that you're alive uh, alert I awake
8: i go there and no cynical no, no. sour sarcastic but sanguine
6: <laughs> ah <laughs> there you go so we've been following the epstein trial this is that jeffrey epstein you know the guy who owned the lolita express and and pedophile island or whatever they called it um yep. and uh Florida, the Florida governor now orders criminal a criminal investigation of his 2008 plea deal. Governor Ron DeSantis is ordering a probe uh, into the deal that spared Epstein serious jail time and would eventually cost Alex Acosta his job as labor secretary. And this is according to NBC News. And I. Darn, Tooten, he should be doing this. The flo- yeah. yes, I said, Darn Tooten. The Florida yeah. Governor Ron DeSantis ordered that criminal investigation on Tuesday, and so they're in. They're investigating that plea agreement um, that allowed Jeffrey Epstein to skirt federal prosecution for soliciting prostitution from underage girls in 2007. The arrangement under which Epstein was allowed to serve. Most of his 13-month state sentence on work release without fear of federal charges has already cost Alex Acosta his job, as we said, and or as I said. And the U.S. attorney in Miami at the time, uh, as the U.S. attorney in Miami at the time, Acosta signed off on the non-prosecution deal. Acosta's office reached the deal to halt the federal sex abuse investigation involving dozens, not one or two, dozens of teenage girls in return for Epstein's pleading guilty to lower state charges involving a single victim. The deal has been widely denounced for its leniency and for its secrecy. I mean, this is a really connected guy. And if you, you think that there are, are rules, different rules for the elite, this is proof that that's true. Um, the rich and famous were known to be on his Lolita Express, including many times the, uh, the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton, Um, Epstein has pleaded not guilty to his criminal charges and remains held without bail. He is separately being sued by a woman who told NBC News last month that Epstein raped her when she was 15. Palm Beach County Sheriff Rick Bradshaw ordered an investigation last month into the county's action at the time. But on Tuesday, he asked DeSantis to transfer oversight of the probe to the Florida Division of Law Enforcement, given the recent questions that have been raised. Uh, the request from Bradshaw, who was sheriff at the time of the secret agreement, came after more than 4,000 people signed a state lawmakers petition bena- demanding that state investigation. And it shouldn't have to take that, right? There yeah. shouldn't No,
8: I think it, it's it's clear this guy has been behaving very badly for a long period of time, and it's just stunning that they basically had him and had an opportunity to put him away. And let him off, and I think that goes to everybody's paranoid feelings that hey, you know, the wealthy have have a different set of rules that they follow than we do because they do. This just feeds into it absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so it's I clear it's this guy paranoid. because of his connections <laughs> with presidents and 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 you know, rich business people, and uh, you know, I mean, he owns his own island, so it's not like he's on a rich guy too. Um, you know, he got this this ridiculously lenient. Uh, deal that nobody else would have gotten
6: well and and there's apparently some uh question about how he's earned his money nobody Mm -hmm. seems to know how he became so wealthy is he selling girls is it human trafficking that caused him you know that he goes and takes the most attractive girls and sells them to uh you know to the rich and powerful all over the world i don't know i mean it's looking like that might be the case
8: yeah it's it's uh not at all clear um you know where his money comes from. there's been several suppositions, but um it's it's you know i mean he, he lists himself as a money manager and yet there's no like trail of anything happening on Wall Street that he's done so uh, yeah, it's starting to look like this is how he made his money yeah, and it's disgusting.
6: Yeah, that and blackmail. I mean, he's got to have a black book that's worth a fortune. You know, I remember when Heidi Fleiss was arrested in Los Angeles. Remember that? I think it was in the 90s. Do you remember mm-hmm. her? She was the madam and to the stars. Uh, and her black book was worth a fortune. And then there was another um, madam in the D.C. area, and I don't remember her name. And her um, uh, black book was worth a fortune. This one has to be more than all of those, like either of those. So, anyway, so I, I, they need to get him. They need to nail him. Um, he's, he's clearly a bad dude.
8: Yeah. Yeah. He just is no bueno. Yeah. And they need to, uh, you know, they need to dig into that black book. They need to find out what level of involvement his clientele had because this is clearly something along those same lines. And it's, it's just, it just—it kind of sickens me to even
6: right. talk about this guy. As as the parent of daughters,
8: mm-hmm.
6: you know, it's as
8: the parent of human beings.
6: Yes, you know, yes, this is disgusting. This is
8: just disgusting.
6: Well, and we're you know we hear about the underage girls, but you know I wonder if there are underage boys as well. I mean, if he's grabbing underage people, then it's mm-hmm. it's not outside the realm of of plausibility. So. This is well, it, like I said, it's it'll be interesting to watch as this comes out. So in um, politics, a little bit closer to home, um, the president, Donald Trump and the Republican Party are suing the state of California over their recent legislation requiring presidential candidates to file tax returns in order to stand in primaries. Um this is this was signed last week with a lot of hoopla, and the two lawsuits. The plaintiff said it was unconstitutional as it added an extra requirement to run for president. And there are only there are really only two requirements: you have to be a natural born citizen, and you have to be at least thirty five years old. That's it. Um, uh, Mr. Trump has refused to release his tax returns, saying they are under audit. California is the first state to succeed in passing such a law, though others under Democratic control have tried. It would apply to ballots for primary elections, but not the general election. The state is involved in more than 40 lawsuits against the Trump White House on issues such as environmental regulation and immigration. In the first lawsuit, the Republican National Committee said the law was a naked political attack against a sitting president of the United States. It argues that the law would directly impede Mr. Trump's chances of gaining the Republican nomination, and California provides 14% of delegates needed to win. Although in all reality, he's not going to get California anyway.
8: Well, but during the Republican primary, he is. He's not going to get California in a general election, but a general election doesn't have the same requirement.
6: No, it's, it doesn't. Um, but and we... in
8: fact, he could probably just not run in California at all and not be on the ballot and still win the Republican primary because the sitting president's not going to face much of a challenge. I mean, I guess there's one guy who declared.
6: Yeah. Was that Bill Weld? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Bill Weld. And most people not heard of, they, like, Bill who?
8: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
6: So yeah, it'll... Mean,
8: That's who runs against sitting presidents from their same party is, you know, who?
6: <laughs> so as a taxpayer in California, I'm, I'm more than a little annoyed at the lawsuits. I really am. Like, Newsom, there's not more important things that you could be doing with that money. Like, I don't know, clean, cleaning human waste off the streets, dealing with our homeless problem. Taking care of our water infrastructure, making sure that roads and bridges are sound and dams are sound. Um, let's see, or anything else. Uh, <laughs> there are other you things. Know, when, you,
8: when you're when you're looking at uh, at politics within his party, this is this makes him a hero, and so he's he's building up that.
6: Oh, absolutely.
8: That background, because you know, if the Democrats don't win in 2020, he may be looking at 2024.
6: Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure he is going to run. He's a young guy. It's a big state. He's going to run. Um, you know, obviously not this time around with everybody and their brother, but next time around, oh, yeah, I could totally see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shudder at the thought. So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Aaron Brinker.
8: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. We'll be right back.
1: BJ Sporting Goods in Hemet reminds us that too often our veterans and their spouses have trouble finding jobs. If you're an employer, join the Alliance to help support our transitioning veterans and their families. Bring elite skills and Uncle Sam-approved training to your organization. Hire smart and hire vets. That patriotic reminder is courtesy of the proud staff at BJ Sporting Goods in Hemet, where they are reminding everyone we live in the land of the free because
4: of our brave. Here's a great place for something special. It's Porter's Prime Steakhouse in Ontario's Doubletree Hotel. The perfect place for dinner with friends or business clients. Enjoy their delicious U.S. prime beef or their wonderful seafood. You'll be happy with the different choices of tasty treats. Call 909 418 4808. Porter's Prime Steakhouse in the Doubletree Hotel at 222 North Vineyard in Ontario. That number again is 909-418-4808.
1: Tyler Commercial Construction in Irvine reminds employers that hiring veterans and transitioning military service men and women isn't just the right thing to do, it's the smart thing to do. Veterans have outstanding leadership and elite technical skills that make them an asset to any organization. So make 2019 the year you hire smart and hire vets. That patriotic reminder is from Tyler Commercial Construction in Irvine, where they are on the air reminding everyone we live in the land of the free because of our brave.
2: Hi, this is Bev from Let's Go Shopping with Bev, right here on KCAA 1050 AM, 1023 and 1065. Join us at our new time, 2 p.m. to 3, every Thursday, darling. Right here on KCAA, we're still going to have all the fantastic and marvelous guests, new news about shopping and more. So remember, tune in at 2 p.m. to 3 each Thursday afternoon to Let's go shopping with Bab. Ciao.
1: K-C-A-A. It's getting
7: to the point.
9: I am sorry. Sometimes it hurts so
6: badly I must cry out loud. I am lonely. Welcome back. I'm Erin Brinker,
8: and I'm Todd Brinker, and we
6: are on the brink. The morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM. 102.3. And Todd, I know you're a big recycler, especially of aluminum cans, because you all, like us, we drink a lot of beverages that are in aluminum cans. Aluminium. Aluminium. And so, do you go to those replanet recycling centers that are usually in grocery store parking lots? We do. Well, apparently, this, the popular recycling center closed its remaining 284 stores on Monday. Hmm. They're gone.
8: Hmm. Actually, you know, I'm not sure Replanted is the, the, the brand name of the one that we go to. It's in the Stater Brothers parking lot here, but I will um, but that logo looks fairly familiar. I don't know. It, it the, the thing the one that they have here in the picture looks pretty because it looks like a little building and stuff. The ones I go to always look like a um, like a container from a ocean liner, you know, container yeah, ship.
6: Yeah. Yeah. A shipping container. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, but apparently there, and I know that there are others besides Replanet, but I, I know I've seen oh. Replanet, maybe just cause they had a really memorable name. Um, but they, they closed the rest of their store, the all 284 of the remaining stores, um, this week. And so now that people are trying to say, okay, we're charged at the grocery store for, um, uh, you know, for each bottle or can that we buy the grocery store then needs to take these back. And there are states that do this, because I remember um, uh, way back in... The very early 1980s, my dad lived in Connecticut, and so we'd go out, um, and I spent part of the year with my dad, part of the year with my mom, most of the year with my mom. So we'd go out there for the summer, and um, uh, and we would collect. We'd get 10 cents a can, and I remember it was 10 cents. Maybe it was a nickel. It was either a nickel or 10 cents, and we would we would collect the cans, and then, with, then take them to the store and recycle them, get the cash, and then we would buy little Empire Strikes Back cards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a kid. And... <laughs> Um, and I wish I still had those cards. I threw them away ages ago. But so we would go to the store and the store would give us money, right? And so um, here you have to take it to a special recycler to be able to get the money back. Well, now people are like, well, hang on a second. Now, if, we, if we're if we charged at the store, we should be able to be refunded at the store.
8: Well, that's how ours works. You you go and you, get, you return your cans at the place and they give you a receipt and then you have to take it into the Stater Brothers. And I know... Um, It was just a short time ago. Well, I say short time. Probably in the last year and a half or so, you know, it used to be you could keep the receipt and go turn it in. It was worth that cash at any point. Now you have to turn it in within like 72 hours or something, where it's not worth anything. So they don't want people hanging on to receipts or losing receipts and having to ask for more receipts, you know, replacements and things like that. So I think they had a problem with that. But that's how ours works here.
6: Uh, Well, okay, but I I
8: wonder if they're actually affiliated with Stater Brothers, the recycling places.
6: Well, the one that you, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I,
8: I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm i just noticing both of the two that I know of in Corona are um, located at the state of Brothers parking lots, the two of them that are in town.
6: Ah, so, well, there's a Los Angeles-based organization called CalRecycle, and uh, they're the, the, the state's uh, agency in charge of recycling, and they're wanting to require retail outlets to begin redeeming bottles and cans for cash. So you take the the empties to inside the store and they re- weigh them and redeem them there. Um, the grocery stores now, they don't have the infrastructure to do that. And I, I suppose they would just do what, you know, what appara- apparently RePlanet was doing and put a, put an outbuilding in their parking lot and and manage it there. Um, the last of RePlanet Center's, um, uh, when they closed, that resulted in hundreds of layoffs. The company has operated in California since 1984 and at its peak had more than 600 redemption centers. In 2016, it closed 191 locations and let nearly 300 employees go, leaving smaller California communities with no place for consumers to re- redeem empties. Between 650 and 750 employees were laid off with new closures, um, according to the report. Um, the, the, the David Lawrence, who is their chief financial officer, he linked the closures to a variety of factors. With a continued reduction in state fees, the depressed pricing of recycled aluminum and um, uh, PET, PET plastic, the rise in operating costs resulting from minimum wage increases, and required health and workers' compensation insurance, the company has concluded that the operation of these recycling centers and supporting operations are no longer sustainable. So, yeah. Mm. Hmm. So something mm-hmm. else is going to have to come up in, in its absence. A consumer watchdog says that it should be mandatory for bottles and cans to be redeemed at any retailer that sells them. But a survey, uh, but a survey the organization released in March found that two of all two thirds of all retail stores that promise to recycle if the redemption centers close don't follow through. Uh, John Votava, who's director of corporate affairs at Ralph's supermarket chain, said RePlanet operated recycling centers at, at 45 Ralph's locations throughout South, Southern California. And he says that they remain committed to their social impact of creating communities that have zero hunger, zero waste, and are working to identify a solution with other recycling vendors. So they don't want to take this on. They're happy to outsource it. And maybe there's a way that it can become doable. Mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, maybe- there
8: were two re- replanets here in Corona, so I was just checking to see. And uh, they're not the ones that are at Stater Brothers, but yeah. So they're all closed down, huh?
6: Mm-hmm. So maybe these th- maybe these companies are are, you know, should become nonprofit and raise money from environmental lobbies. I don't know. Um, you know, we, we are kind of lazy and we don't take our recycling in. We just put it in the recycling bin for the city uh, to take. <laughs> so, Making
8: donations.
6: There you go. There you go. Which is kind of, I mean, it's totally a waste of money. I know that. I just don't have time to go.
8: Yeah. Well, you know, we um, used to recycle the aluminum and the plastic and the plastic is bulkier. And the last couple of times we've collected it, it, you know, it's large bags full of this stuff because um, we don't take it in every time we get a bag. We wait till we've had several. And and the plastic paid off almost not at all. And so it was like, what's the point of collecting all these things? You right. know, now sup- supposedly you're supposed to get a nickel a, a, a thing, but they weigh them, you know, when you bring them in, in bulk like that, because uh, that's what you pay. The cow redemption value is a nickel. Um, but we're not getting that in the weight of the plastic. And so it was like, I'm not collecting plastic anymore. So I just toss it. Um, we don't have in my community, I don't have to separate my trash. And so, um, and so that just goes to waste, you know, and unless it's post separated by the, um, by the waste management people, the, uh, but the aluminum, we, we have a separate crusher and crush those and take those in. And that had been paying better, but, uh, you know, that hasn't been paying very well either. So I understand if Re- RePlanet isn't making the money and they have to cover all their employee costs plus their space rental, you know, I guess if it doesn't make sense to stay open, you can't do it financially, then I guess you can't stay open.
6: Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, if the if the grocery stores, and I'm trying to think about, you know, the fixed costs. If grocery stores that already own their parking lot, if they had their own outsource where they weren't charging rent, then maybe it works. Um, maybe the dollars pencil out where the where maybe RePlanet mm-hmm. was paying rent. And I'm making assumptions here. RePlanet was paying rent. And if the grocery stores then own the recycling um, service that's out in the parking lot, maybe they don't pay rent. And maybe that's enough to... Um, uh, sure. to, to tip them over the other end. I, you know, I think that there are there have been consequences to the $15 minimum wage. And one of those sure. consequences is that restaurants are more expensive, other services mm-hmm. are more expensive, and clearly they, they have been pushed out of business
8: yeah well and groceries i mean food is not a uh, a high margin business either so i'm sure that they've you know we're probably paying more for our food as a result and if they have to take on this added expense they'll just you know they have their their their, their income sources is, is what they charge us for food so they'll have to increase that a little bit to cover their costs because if, you know if they have to pay somebody to be out there you know in the parking lot dealing with aluminum cans all day long. We're going to, you know, if that's the deal, if you're going to force those that you that sell it to replace it. And what do you do if you, you know, own a 7-Eleven? Do you have to then also take bottles back at 7-Elevens?
5: Uh,
8: you know? And yeah. they're not going to set up a thing in their in their parking lots. And so, you know, do you want them storing a bunch of sticky bottles and cans and no. stuff around where they're also selling food and storing no. food in their back, back room?
6: No, because they attract v- vermin.
8: Right. So...
6: Oh, wow. You
8: know, there's more to this issue than, hey, take it back where you got it, you know, because that makes sense. So, I don't know. I, I did a quick look on the map and just looked for recycling. And around my house, within uh, within five miles of my house, 15 places popped up to do recycling. So, I don't think that we're, you know, with even with um, RePlanet shutting down, that we're hurting for places to take things at this point. But that could become an issue if others run into the same problems
6: so i i wonder about volume so let's just say you know in corona there are 15 places are there enough people who are recycling for it to be even doable for those 15 you know i mean <laughs> uh well clearly replanted has got has gone away but um you know are i think there are a lot of a lot of people, at least in our city where we, we do separate trash, that they separate their trash. Is it no one in Corona separates trash or different areas do or don't? Oh, or? it's
8: just different different areas in our in our housing area. We don't have it uh, set up that way because we use a community trash bin.
6: Ah, all right. And that's all part of your homeowners association. Right. Okay. I gotcha. And because yeah. we, we have a green waste and we have uh, recycling and we have just garbage. Um, right.
8: And that's what I had previously to moving here, what two years ago?
6: Very, very interesting. So we'll uh, continue to. Okay, round
5: two. Name something that's not boring.
6: A laundry. Ooh, a
2: book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
5: Ah, oh,
1: sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
9: Chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. with by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: Plus. cover this as the news um comes out about about this issue of recycling but it's time for a break i'm aaron brinker
4: and i'm todd brinker
6: and we are on the brink the morning show on kcaa we will be right back
4: kcaa loma linda 10:50 a.m k292 fq riverside and k293 cf moreno valley
3: nbc news radio i'm lisa carter President Trump travels to El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio today where he'll meet with people whose lives were turned upside down by last weekend's deadly mass shootings. Democratic Congresswoman Veronica Escobar and other critics say Trump's frequent slams of migrants helped create an atmosphere of hate that set the stage for the attack at an El Paso Walmart that left 22 people dead. Some have made it clear that they'd prefer the president didn't visit the city today. And panic in New York City's Times Square and also at a shopping mall in Utah last night as loud noises are mistaken for gunfire and people start running. In New York, it turned out to be a motorcycle backfiring.
6: Police say a dozen to 20 people were injured in the stampede, but fewer than six went to the hospital. A similar scene happened at a mall in West Valley City, Utah. The loud noise there was a sign falling, but it was still enough to cause panic.
3: NBC's Ann Thompson. Cyntolia Brown is a free woman for the first time in 15 years. The convicted murderer was released from the Tennessee prison for women earlier today.
4: She admits killing a man who had solicited her for sex back in 2004, claiming she had been forced into prostitution. Prosecutors called her a cold-blooded killer.
3: NBC's Ron Allen. Brown was 16 years old when she was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Today's release, 36 years before she would have been eligible for parole is the result of former Governor Bill Haslam granting her clemency. A Montana man is in custody for an alleged brutal attack on a teen who he says disrespected the national anthem. Kurt James Brockway told police he asked a boy to rodeo to remove his hat during the national anthem. He allegedly slammed the teen to the ground when he refused and cursed at Brockway. The teen suffered a seizure and a fractured skull. And Xbox gamers are playing again, but an outage kept them on the sidelines for almost 10 hours yesterday afternoon. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
6: It's time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Aaron Brinker. In Ukaipa on the 10 westbound after Live Oak Canyon Road, there's a sig alert. A fatal crash investigation has the two left lanes blocked and some stop and go traffic backed up from Singleton Road. Uh, and in Murrieta, on the 215 northbound between Clinton-Keith Road and Scott Road, there's a work zone. The right lane is closed for road work until 7 a.m. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Erin Brinker, and this is KCAA.
3: From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Lori. Mostly sunny for this morning, an afternoon high of 96. Clear overnight, a low of 66. Sunny and a high of 95 on Thursday. Sunny with your high of 94 for Friday. Saturday, sunny with your high at 93, and Sunday, sunny, a high of 95, jumping up to a high of 96 for Monday. I'm Lori, broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California. KCAA, 102.3 FM, Riverside, 106.5 FM, Redlands, and The Legacy, 1050 AM, Loma Linda, San Bernardino.
4: Looking for a new place to eat, delicious food, at a great value? The Tri-City Center in Redlands is proud to announce the grand opening of a fine new dining establishment. Terry's Diner, at the former location of the Spunky Sear in Redlands, is officially open for business daily from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. with delicious mouth-watering breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Treat yourself to Terry's tasty dessert menu, such as Terry's Famous Sundays, Banana Splits, Hot Fudge Cake, Old Fashioned Root Beer Floats, frosties. Cakes and pies, too. You'll find weekly lunch and dinner specials, all under $10, including Angus steaks, burgers, Greek salads, pasta seafoods, with wine and beer. Terry's brings years of tasty temptations from DJs in San Bernardino and Altaloma. Join a new tradition in Redlands. Stop by at 1350 Industrial Park Avenue between Tennessee and Alabama in the Tri-City Center. Google Terry's Diner Redlands on Yelp or find them at TerrysDinerRedlands.com.
9: Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today. That's right. As for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today.
4: Broadcasting more local radio programs than any other station in California, we are KCAA.
6: I'm Erin Brinker.
8: And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are
6: on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM 102.3. Did I say that already? I probably did. Joanne Yanez is joining us. She is the executive director of the Association of Accredited Naturopathic Medical Colleges and chair of the Academic Collaborative for Integrative Health. She also serves on the Integrative Health Policy Consortium Education Committee, weaving a passion for illness prevention into her professional life. She, uh, her career has spanned advocacy, academia, patient care, and public health. As AANMC Executive Director, she oversees research, advocacy efforts, and the joint academic endeavors of the accredited colleges of naturopathic medicine. She joins us once a month to talk about all things health and wellness and overall just feeling good. Joanne Yanez, welcome to the show.
2: Good morning, Erin and Todd. How are you both?
6: Doing great. How are you? Really good. Really well. Surviving Thank you for having heat. me heat. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Surviving the heat. <laughs> 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 you know, everywhere you live has a has a, a time of year where it's just not fun, and this is ours. So, and it's and it's it's not you know nine months of snow. So I really can't complain. But it's it's pretty darn hot outside. <laughs>
2: Yeah, having lived through um, neg- negative forty South Dakota winters.
6: Oh, wow! Yeah, every place has its thing. <laughs> Everybody, every place has its thing. Yeah. So yeah. you so,
8: learn to dress for it or stay inside.
6: <laughs> so, what are we talking about today?
2: Ah, uh, we're talking about healthy skin naturally.
6: Oh, well, that's important. Um, and this... It is
2: important, and you know, this in the summertime, people are thinking about their skin. They're showing more, they're out, they're getting sunburns, and so we're uh, we're we're talking about how to keep your skin healthy naturally. One of the one of the things that sometimes comes up for people who have skin issues is because you're, and you know, it's hot out. You're you're wanting to dress uh, more coolly and show more skin. Uh, but people, we, we don't think about people with skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, uh, different types of dermatitis that may feel self-conscious of their skin and showing skin uh, when, when they have skin conditions going on uh, and even acne. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things this time of year that sometimes people aren't quite cognizant of is that connection between, you know, the, the mental-emotional uh, component to having... "Quote
6: unquote healthy looking skin." Huh. Well, you know there are certain there are autoimmune diseases and things that can affect the skin. Um, not drinking enough water can affect the skin. Um, diet can affect the skin. So absolutely. You know what is a what is a person to do to keep themselves keep their skin looking healthy?
2: So here's the thing: there is there's such a connection between um, our brain in our skin and our gut in our skin and so when, you know, when you see a naturopathic doctor for skin issues like, you know, whatever they are, like you said, skin issues can manifest from a number of different illnesses and so, you know, rather than treating a skin issue as a symptom to be suppressed, okay, let's let's just put something on this and make it go away, a naturopathic doctor takes a different approach. We're going to say, okay, you've got something going on your skin. But what is this a deeper symptom of? Uh, is this a food intolerance or a food allergy? Is this how stress or anxiety is manifesting in your body? Like you said, is this a sign of a thyroid disorder or something endocrine related? Uh, what is the root of this issue? Let's find that, deal with that, so that the skin issue will be gone forever. And I know last time I was on, I talked a little bit about you know, skin my own personal skin flares and soy and a friend of mine who uh, we ultimately found out his was related to nuts. Oh. Um, and he was grabbing a handful of, you know, mixed nuts every day uh, and eating that as a snack. And lo and behold, that was his trigger. So, you know, I think for, for people, finding that underlying cause uh, to whatever is manifesting uh, is really the ultimate goal of naturopathic medicine. And so that's where we we focus. And so, you know, we may utilize things like diet diaries and elimination rotation diets, but we also may throw into the mixed uh, anti-inflammatory diets or anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements. Things like fish oil and turmeric uh, all can be used uh, to help manage skin conditions, as can topical preparations of botanical medicine, different supplements, and so on. So there's, there's a lot to be said for uh, many different types of approaches that support the body in healing the skin.
6: Wow. Um, I, I'm just thinking about the guy thinking he's being healthy by having, having nuts, a handful of nuts as a, as a satisfying afternoon snack and, and, uh, and found out that, no, no, it's actually, it's actually harming him. But your skin then is the canary in the coal mine, right? I mean, it tells you when something's wrong.
2: Your skin really is, and there is, you know, up to 80% it's estimated of our immune system is actually housed in our gut. And so if you're having an immune response, uh, autoimmune or hyper, you know, an allergy response or a sensitivity response, that gut is going to, uh, you know, be one of the first lines for that. But the thing is, and, you know, this is one of the really cool things that I learned in naturopathic medical school was the the embryological? So when we're embryos and we're developing, uh, the gut and the skin actually develop from the same embryological membrane, and so uh, there is a very connected relationship between our gut and our skin, and how things are manifesting in the gut can ultimately surface on the skin, and so it's really fascinating. And uh, you know, one of one of those little tidbits that got pointed out in, in the slew of ology classes that made my first year <laughs> of med school. <laughs> so, but, you know, I do want to say, though, that I think it's, it is fascinating, the relationship, and that's one of the, the key pieces that NDs take home, is there is a connection between the gut and the skin, the brain and the skin, our emotions, uh, and, you know, it's not just one system. It's all connected, and and that's why the holistic approach that we take to healthcare really means a lot to patients, and often uncovers things that they may not have realized otherwise.
6: So. Where do you start out? I mean, you know, and I'm thinking of people who deal with things like cystic acne or who, yeah. um, you know, maybe just have a, 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 a cyst that keeps coming back or, you know, um, all kinds, you know, whatever, psoriasis or or any other um, skin disorder. Where do you start in trying well, to uncover start, the cause?
2: Yeah, you know, so you start with a really good history. Uh, so often, people are really smart, they know what's wrong with them, they may just not have the medical language to to assess that and, and share, but NDs will st- will take our first office visit anywhere between one to two hours, and so we start with a really thorough history uh, that covers everything from diet and stress and sleep and habits and energy and sexual drive and all of that, we, we roll that all into a very comprehensive history. Uh, There may be, you know, written intakes and written forms that you may be taking for your doctor as well. And then there's a physical exam and there's uh, possibly lab tests and, you know, maybe even referrals to specialists if needed. And all of that gets rolled into finding a diagnosis, uh, finding the root cause, and starting to work with the patient on where that root is. And what they're able to do. And so, one of the things NDs do is we meet patients where they are. And you have to know your patient, you have to spend time with them.
1: Lucky Land Casino, asking people
3: what's the weirdest
1: place you've gotten lucky?
3: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha,
6: in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest
1: place you've gotten lucky?
7: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To really
2: understand where that person is and what therapies they're going to be most likely to sit. You know, if you tell a lifelong vegan, hey, you got to eat meat just and just send them out the door, that's probably not going to work so well. Uh, but if you, you know, talk to a lifelong vegan and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Because what I'm seeing here is something that could possibly be helped by doing X. And you engage them in the process and they may say, well, you know, I'd be willing to try that or... You know, I'm really not willing to try that. Give me something different. And so you have to meet people where they're at. Uh, You know, we can't make people heal. They have to heal themselves. And so it's really important that the patient be uh, a partner in that healing and be involved in the process. And it isn't just this paternalistic system of, I'm going to tell you what to do. I know what's right. You go do it.
6: Right, because we all know that doesn't work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, just
6: telling people do it this way because if that were true, if if it did work, we would have no diabetics and you know type two diabetics in the country. We'd have no
2: smokers,
6: right? Right. We have no
2: alcoholics. <laughs> yeah,
6: just stop. <laughs> sure. Sure. Stop. Yeah, that'll happen. Stop. Yeah.
2: Just stop. Yeah. So no, you bring up a really important point, and I think that's and you know I talked earlier about the mental emotional component. And there is so much there that is mental-emotional, and if you're not dealing with that, yesterday we had a, a webinar on food as medicine, and we had almost 900 people sign up for it. Uh, and it was really fascinating to see how many people are really, truly interested in understanding that connection between what we eat and how we feel. Uh, we're, next, next month we're going to have a webinar on regenerative medicine and pain, natural approaches to pain, but ultimately, I think people are really interested in knowing how they can take part in their health care and take responsibility and understand that, that relationship. But, you know, when you get to the root cause, sometimes you're going to uncover tr- trauma. Sometimes you're un- going to uncover deep-seated depression and anxiety and things that require a l- work. Uh, and, you know, and NDs and are capable of doing that work or referring to folks who can do that work if it's out of their scope. But, you know, I think that that is so important in recognizing that we're whole people. You know, the head isn't disconnected from the body. <laughs> the guts, you know, I, I know our system is very segmented. We've got, you know, dermatologists and gastroenterologists and neurologists, and that's all important to have people who are very hyper-focused on an area, but we can't forget the whole person in doing so.
6: Indeed. I think that's
2: where... That's where naturopathic medicine excels.
6: So how do people get more information about the uh, Association for Accredited Naturopathic Medical Colleges and more about you?
2: Oh, sure. Well, we are on the Internet, uh, all over Instagram and Pinterest and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and on the web at aanmc.org. And next week we'll be at the uh, American Association of Naturopathic Physicians Annual Conference uh, talking to folks about residencies. And
6: ah. how to,
2: uh, yeah, and, and how, to, how to become a residency sponsor or be a resident yourself. And so we're, we're all over the place, and, and we're excited to be promoting this wonderful field of naturopathic medicine. Thank you both for having me on. And Thank Todd, you. welcome to the show.
6: <laughs> well, it is always, always a treat to have you with us, and we look forward to next month.
2: You bet.
6: Thanks so much, folks. Thank you. Nice um,
8: talking. Bye-bye.
6: So with that, it's time for a break. I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back.
7: With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is the man from yesterday. And back in time, this time to 1964. Get ready. Mustangs Here. Although introduced in April at the New York World's Fair, Ford has been busy taking orders for its new car, the Mustang. Although Mustang is hip and sporty, first print ads almost describe it as elegant.
4: In less than
1: four months, the Ford Mustang has become the most talked about, most exciting and fastest selling new car in over 20 years. Seems like just about everyone wants one.
7: And from this time in 1983, a top movie, Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton, Terry Garr, Martin Mull. And Jillian and Christopher Lloyd. Terry Gar's career is hot. She's coming from Tootsie where she was nominated for an Academy Award.
4: Michael Keaton. Where Bobby keep the extra diapers? And Terry Gar in Mr. Mob, a mother of a comedy.
7: And from this time in 1974, fans are mourning the loss of Mama Cass Elliot who passed away suddenly in her London apartment. Mama Cass Elliot was 33.
0: Party, your
7: with more at manfromyesterday.com.
4: The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from C's Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at shiny nails or Francis nails and then pampered at texture hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart.
0: From the Bureau of Economic Geology, this is Earthdate. Earlier, we talked about animals migrating up mountains to find cooler temperatures in response to a warming climate. Well... Crops are migrating, too. The USDA map of plant hardiness divides North America into 13 zones. Zone 1 is farthest north, with winters below minus 50 Fahrenheit. Zone 13 is farthest south, with winters around 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Over the last 30 years, all zones have shifted a half zone to the north, as average winter temperatures increased across the lower 48. Models predict that plant zones will continue to move north about 13 miles a year, and it's happening all over the world. In Australia, the wheat belt is moving 16 miles a year. In response, farmers in many countries have had to change the times of year they plant or harvest. Some now have a second growing season. Warmer weather and longer seasons have allowed some farmers to grow more lucrative crops in higher quantities, while others have seen traditional crops fail and prized land lose its value. Where might they go for new opportunities? As northern latitudes get warmer, lands that were once too cold to farm may become plantable. In fact, Canada is preparing for millions of acres in northern prairies to replace farmland potentially lost in the south. The warming climate will continue to change plant distribution and farming practices, with both positive and negative effects on global agriculture and food supply. I'm Scott Tinker.
3: EarthDate is produced by the Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas at Austin with support from Schlumberger, helping oil and gas companies increase production and efficiency while lowering environmental impact. You can hear more EarthDate stories at earthdate.org.
4: This is KCAA. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people
6: understand my intention? Welcome back. I'm Aaron Brinker.
8: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And when you hear that tune, you know it's time for Todd's Tech Review.
8: So if you are an Xbox gamer, yesterday was a bad day. So about 5.30 Eastern time, Xbox had an outage that caused gamers error messages when trying to launch their digital titles. Whenever a player tried to open a game, it quickly closed and flashed a message to sit tight as outages happen once in a while. Now, that's about two o'clock our time. Um uh, And it lasted for almost 10 hours. It finally came back up about midnight our time last night. So if you were trying to play any Xbox Live or Xbox online games, you couldn't do it. and it was pretty frustrating for a lot of people. I guess about about nine o'clock, some people started getting back in, so they were starting to get partial accessibility, but it really wasn't till midnight till they got fully back online. Uh, Microsoft has not come on and said specifically what the issue was, but it was clearly a a server error or a connectivity error on their end and uh, was frustrating for a lot of people. In fact, there was actually um, a, uh, Xbox Live um, competition that had been scheduled and was trying to go on that had to be postponed as well. So a um, little bit of egg on their face when when your whole system goes down for 10 hours. I can imagine having been an IT guy at one point in time and had something similar happen at a newspaper I was working at where we had two newspapers connected via um, uh, Internet connections and the distant one, the one connected via the Internet just went down and it literally took me a day i was up all night and the following morning i basically unplugged everything and then plugged in every single wire again into every router that we had um which was hundreds of wires starting from scratch and reconnected the entire network and it started working again and i don't know which wire i never did figure out which wire it was but that's a uh, incredibly high pressure and stressful time for the the technical support staff. So I imagine they're all, uh, exhausted today. And then we'll probably have a, a, follow-up meeting to say what happened? Why did it happen? How can we avoid it happening again?
6: Wow. Um, wow. And yeah, I'm they- just picturing millions of teenagers all over the world, apoplectic because they can't play their games.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, you know, and it's not just teenagers. I mean, there's lots of adults that play, uh, Xbox games. Um, you know, a lot of people use that as their way to unwind at the end of the day. And, if, and of course, timing was such that at the end of the day, pretty much across the country, people had nowhere to go. They had to, you know, read a book, take a walk or watch television.
6: Talk so to their families. Like
8: we, <laughs> it's not like we don't have <laughs> alternatives for entertainment and ways to spend our time. But if you had planned this and this was your regular daily thing, it was pretty inconvenient for a lot of people. Um, but access was restored at 2.30 between 2.30 and, and 3 o'clock on uh, Eastern Time and uh, seems to be up and working again. So for the Xbox people, don't panic. It's back. <laughs> um, in Apple news, Apple has announced that in in their iOS 13, which is supposed to... It's been in live beta for the public and for developers now since uh, June, uh, that in September-ish, when they released the, the, the new version, that they will limit third-party messaging apps in terms of their ability to do things in the background. When you're doing a voice over IP call, so video messaging or talking to somebody through something like Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, or WeChat, then they will be able to be in the background and that way you can have live interaction with people. Um, So if there's a pause, you'll still hear them come through. Otherwise, they're not going to allow them to run background tasks. And so, what that means is if you're like using them for text messaging purposes, that when you launch the app, it will go and see what messages you had from the server and then update your screen. So, there might be a little bit of a pet pause because they won't automatically have done that in the background when you launch them. But that also then stops them from doing other things while they're running in the background. And that's been the problem is that Apple says that a lot of these. Uh, uh, apps, and they notably Facebook's WhatsApp, Facebook's Messenger, Snapchat, and WeChat, that while they're sitting in the background running processes to listen for any updates from their servers in terms of new messages coming in, that they're also tracking where you're at, that then notoriously have uh, Facebook's uh, primary app was caught basically turning on your microphone to listen where you're at. Um, There's nothing stopping them from turning on cameras to see where you're at. And they can, you know, use GPS information. So they turn on your GPS, which drains battery. And these apps have just been horrible about draining battery. And so um, Apple is finally putting the foot down and saying, you're not going to do this anymore. You guys don't play fairly. And, uh, and of course, Facebook has come out and said, to be clear, we are using the PushKit voice API to deliver a world-class private messaging experience, not for the purpose of collecting data.
6: Well, I... I believe that they are uh, that that they are trying to offer great service, but I also believe that they're trying to collect data.
8: Yeah, I, I believe that statement is a lie on its face, and that yeah, that they, yeah, if you say we are using PushKit Voice API to deliver world class private messaging experience,
7: mm-hmm.
8: that is the only that's truthful. Not for the purpose of gathering data. That's what they exist for is to gather data so yeah. that they can resell it, repackage it, well, and so. Um, and they have been caught multiple times, and they being Facebook, and I've, I've raved on about, or raved, I've ranted about them um, more than once on this show uh, about their data collection things. But anyway, that's, that's what's going on in tech, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with those apps in the future.
6: So we are out of time. I'm Aaron Brinker.
8: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And we are On the Brink, the morning show on KCAA. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3.